Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hello there, March 16th. It is 2021. It's a Tuesday, and I'm hoping Susan's on the other end. Hello. Uh, geez. Hello. <laughs> Dang it. All right. <clears throat> Susan? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I just I just looked at the thing and it said 9 o'clock. I said, wait a minute. It was 8.46. All right. This is getting old. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I, just, I was reading a really interesting article. Okay. That's always the case, but... Uh... Uh, yeah, one cannot be late in broadcasting. Now, I got it, but you were on time. <laughs> well, that's true, but all right. I was just a minute late. It was one minute. Well, did you ever see like Walter Cronkite running onto the set at uh, what, two minutes after six? No. No, it just isn't done. He Can't makes more done. money than I do. <laughs> He's dead. What do you well, mean he makes more money? Well, he made more money than I did. I would imagine, but uh, geez, he didn't make what they make now. <clears throat> okay, so, excuse me. I'm sorry. I don't know where that comes from. Me. You caught it from me. Yeah, I, uh, Here, let's do it together. I got to clear my throat, too. Okay, one, two, three. Okay. <laughs> How do you sound now? No better. I think I sound better. I sound better. Okay. Well, then yours, yours worked better. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Enough of this. I want to, right, well, before we start, because I actually have sort of a heavy subject I want to get into. Um, it is a heavy subject. But um, I came upon this that I had, somehow had missed uh, my scrutiny of various publications. And I love it. So, you know who moved into the office in the White House that uh, was Stephen Miller's, the horrible, horrible, no, who? despicable, he, yeah. okay, the horrible Stephen Miller's office. Well, the Jewish guy that we don't want anyone to know is Jewish. Go ahead. Yeah, right. Susan Wright who is heading the Domestic Policy Council. Um, and when she was told it was his, Stephen Miller's office, she immediately uh, started burning sage. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would have too, good for her. I would have called in yeah, every no. every shaman and, and rabbi priest, yeah. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, yeah. So that's what she's been doing. Okay. I mean, normally I don't go with that stuff, but man, I burn sage too. Um, it's a Native American remedy to uh, cleanse bad energy. <laughs> Evil spirits. God, Lord. Okay, so there was that. Now, the news lately has been prompting uh screams from me and this is it's all fits into uh, one one heading and it's all uh, I'm not going to say say cancel culture I knew you were going here okay okay I'm going to say I'm going to make a new uh definition of the phrase trigger happy um because I think we live in a trigger happy culture now in which way too many people uh, react very quickly to information and or experience and totally no nuance i've been i've been talking no, about this too yes no nuance everything in the in this world uh that the culture seems to be in is black and white you know good or bad um and it's it's obviously in that respect 
absurd <laughs> right there because life is filled with right I believe you said nuance yeah but this overly sensitive culture which is by the way uh, pushed by media because they love these kinds of stories because these are you know great takedown stories the mighty fall the uh, the, like, and, remember and, how we were all worshiping at Cuomo's altar a mere 10 yeah. months ago, and now yeah. he's a snake. Get him out of there. Yeah. The fact of the matter is the guy who was doing is a snake. Well, no, he is a snake, <laughs> but he's the same person who was handling the job. He's exactly well. the same snake yeah. who did that job well. That's right. Seemingly. Okay. So, seemingly. So, there's that. Um, there's, uh, I mean, this doesn't quite rise to the level, but it, it's the same kind of thing uh, where a show I have never watched called The Talk. Oh, The Talk, right. I haven't watched that one either, but yes. This is a, one of those... Uh, Mostly because I don't go to Sharon Osbourne for advice. You know, I don't know. Okay, but there, well, you wouldn't go to any. I mean, this is where <laughs> these groups... This is for women broadcasting in the day. And um, what is that other one with... Uh, the, uh, the View. The, the, talk, oh. the Talk is a ripoff of the highly successful The View. The View. view. Right. So, but it's the same kind of thing, as I understand. It's four women sitting around representing theoretically every idea and thought pattern anybody could possibly have so that we are all represented and talking. Right. Okay. So, all right. So, apparently, and I don't really care, um, uh, there was a, 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 a bit of a battle the other day between two of the hosts, uh, the aforementioned Sharon Osbourne. Ozzy's wife. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, she's got her own position. And yes, she does. She, so is. she doesn't have to be Ozzy. She's wife. the brains she's of the operation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she. he should be known as uh, her, as her, her husband. husband. He is at this right. point. Go ahead. So, um, uh, the other woman, I don't know, is a is a black comedian who I don't know, and um, they got into it over Piers Morgan, who was who stormed off. His, right. Who uh, you know? I mean, if we were in canceling culture sort of ways, I'd I'd nominate him. He's a he's a you know. <laughs> He's vile. He's vile. He's he's another right. Tucker Carlson y vile guy. Right. With an, and with an English accent. That, yes. And he so he <clears> after <throat> the Meg, Megan and uh what's his name? Uh saying with Oprah. I hate all this stuff, but what it's I, I Megan and Harry, dear sister, dear sister. It's okay. Megan and Harry. Okay, Megan and Harry, blah blah blah. <laughs> and then Piers Morgan on his British morning talk show with a bunch of other people as hosts as well, uh, went after Megan immediately, said he didn't believe a word she said, he doesn't ever has liked her, blah, 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 and okay, fine. He ends up storming off the set, um, and he ends up uh, either fired or uh, quitting the show. So, And Sharon Osbourne is apparently a friend of his. So she had voiced some support. She said, I don't understand what he said that was racist. Right, right. And yeah. She had a point. All, she said all he said is he didn't believe her. How is that racist? Yeah, how's that racist? So whatever, back and forth, back and forth. Osborne loses it, apparently says some words you can't say or the FCC will come for you. And it was bleeped. And now the response of whatever network that is, maybe CBS, was immediately the suit said, all right, well, the show is on hiatus. So there was no show the next day. There is no show today or whatever. <laughs> and they're going to they're gonna cancel those broads. <laughs> well, they, anyone gets all I know, all I know is yeah. this super – 
sensitivity and eggshell culture we got going is just it's nonsense. It well, it drives me nuts. Let's get back to the more serious thing. Which no, is but let's be. I mean, you know, I mean, in, in your other example, that's that that it, that is, you know, that's getting more play than I can stomach. And here I go talking about it. Is is Wisconsin Senator Ron Johnson? You know, who's also claiming to be canceled after he says, quote, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, quote, end quote. But I wouldn't have been, I would have been afraid if it had been Black Lives Matter, the storm, the Capitol. I wasn't afraid of those white folks beating up, you know, they wouldn't say. That's right. That's right. Okay. So that's over. That's just stunningly racist. That, that is stunningly racist. (laughs) We can just say there's no other interpretation. And even (laughs) he knew there was no other interpretation or he wouldn't have said, and I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. So he knew what he was saying was inappropriate and he plants a grin on his face and he says, you know, through a bullhorn to his now openly racist supporters. I'm just going there. But there's none of that works unless media pick up. Unless media amplify. So his voice has been on everybody's lips on these, on like MSNBC and CNN hourly. So drive me nuts. I don't think so. In fact, it's quite the opposite. So you say these outrageous things and garner more and more attention. Now, interestingly, I'm just going to digress a little bit. I read something very interesting. Uh, I can't remember where today, but uh, because of the, uh, the resignation, that's not resignation, he's not running for office of Senator Portman in Ohio. There's a scramble in that state, obviously, uh, for Republicans and Democrats, uh, you know, to run for that, for that seat. One of the people scrambling is a former state treasurer who I remember well because he was cut out of the same cloth as Stephen Miller. He even looked like Stephen Miller, and his name was Mandel, and oh my God, what a vile human being. So apparently he's back and intending to run, and he's saying every dog whistly thing he can. He's spreading the big lie. He's filled with uh, horse manure. And the Cleveland Plain Dealer, a rather large, reputable newspaper in the state, actually wrote an editorial in which they said they weren't falling for it, the bait. And they were not going to report any of Mandel's obvious lies. So they weren't going to write them and then say this is a this was not true. They put him on notice that their reporters are there to inform the readers. They are not there to misinform readers and to spread and act as a spreader of false information. For so what, what can the reporters say? Uh, the, uh, what's they his name, ignore. Mandel? Mandel spouted nothing but lies for three hours. That well, was no, they'll cover, they'll cover <laughs> the, few lies, the, the things he said that you could say are true, like, okay. hello, it's a nice day. Uh, you know, and then they're not going, and, and you know what? That is an extraordinarily uh, courageous. Effective, yeah. Journalistic, and I don't know of any other paper that has done that. And the and the paper went on to say something like, "Look, if we haven't learned in the last four or five years that we've been played and used, and that we have a responsibility to reconfigure how we report lies." Yes. So I was thrilled, and I really, uh, I welcomed that. Now, he'll, oh, you can imagine how he's howling about being canceled now. So, but But he hasn't been canceled. He's entirely 
welcome to spout as many lies as he wants. He has a First Amendment right. What people fail to understand is that First Amendment right does not require that we listen or respond or even acknowledge that you exist. Go ahead and talk. It has nothing to do with the rest of us. That's your First Amendment right. That's the first thing. The second thing is it's only between you and your federal government. It's not between you and anybody else. So there's that. If 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 media had operated under this kind of a – of a we might have been saved all the uh, well, attempted Trump murder of our country. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, right. Donald Trump would not be president. That's right. But it's probably a little uh, – I, I, I really don't know if it, it'll go anywhere, but I wanted to note it. And I, I want to get back – oh, I got to add one more thing to some of the stories that have been prompting my ire. This has to do with another publication that has, in fact, uh, turned on its editor, its new editor. And this is a magazine that sort of during Trump's era, uh, all of a sudden became a legitimate uh, political kind of magazine. Well, you can't uh, be talking about Teen Vogue. (laughs) Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, that political rag. Okay. Well, apparently. No, but yeah, really, apparently. Teen, right. Excuse me. Something called Teen Vogue. So it's it's a it's geared toward a younger crowd and it's under the Vogue, which is a fashion magazine. Right. Um, Vogue. We all know what Vogue is, right? And then I started reading in the last 4 years things that Teen Vogue was writing, and it was like, whoa, this is good stuff. This is this is interesting stuff. And one of the women in that publication, and it's young women that are in this publication, uh, understandably, because they would know how to talk to their their demographic. Um, and one of them was recently elevated to be the new editor-in-chief. She's all of 27 years old. Yep, but she's got a dark past. It's now, okay. So it's- That was just foreshadowing. Well, okay, so of course, you dig, when when somebody rises, everyone starts digging. And in this case, all that they could find were a few tweets that she had sent a decade ago. Right. So she's 16, 17 years old. She was 16 years old. And she sent tweets that showed her at the time to harbor certain anti-Asian racist kind of feeling and some homophobic feeling. Um, She has totally apologized, as you know, is the case that you have to do. Um, and, And yet much of the staff is is asking for her head. She has come back and said, I'm going to amplify the voices of Asian American women in the publication. I'm really going to bend over backwards. And I have learned and changed. Good God, if you don't change between the age of 26, 17 and 27, then something's really wrong with you. If you don't grow, for that matter, if she doesn't continue to grow and she's wiser and better at 37 and then 47. This whole thing that refuses to allow a person to have made true mistakes of judgment and even of thought, but to then- Yeah, we are not, we aren't born perfect. 
And we can't expect anybody else to be born perfect. And this is how you learn. You fail, you goof, and then you do better. And anybody, I mean, the, the fault lies in not understanding that you goofed and trying to do better. Not in the goof. And, and uh, yeah, I totally, I mean, that's why to get back to Creep Cuomo, I mean, the man has been disliked forever. That was nothing new. That's why it was sort of surprising when he became so heroic 10 months ago. Because everybody everybody remembered that everybody hated him up till then. So now it turns out that he's in trouble because he's got no friends. Right. And all those people who and I'm still waiting. Right, oh. I'm still waiting to hear something that rises to a level that I you know, and you know, and not to quote Ron Johnson, but I sure as hell hope I'm not going to get in trouble. I think there has to be nuance. If we are not going to discredit a whole movement of women that are tired of getting raped and murdered and can't walk home alone at night, like down a street in London, and having a guy put his arm around you and kiss you when you don't want him to. Not the same, you think? I don't think they're the same. I don't think the punishment should be the same. I don't think the conversation should be the same. And I think when it takes this turn, it's done to discredit the real issues that we have. And I wish that women could figure out a way to stand up for themselves and still get the change that they need. Well, by by a remark or uh, a look or an errant hand on a shoulder or back rising to the level of sexual assault. Or even harassment. I got to tell you, I don't even think it's harassment. If I can move and look at that man in the eye and say, you know, change anything, either no or change the subject. I mean, I, I, at the ripe old age of 60, I can't tell you how many nonverbal cues I have given to men from the time I was, I don't know, 10. Wait a minute, you're only 60? No, well, no, but I, I, I can't remember in the first nine years of, of any, you know, sexual come-ons. I'm giving myself for 10 years. <laughs> okay, right. Um, okay, That's so what I'm saying. I'm saying that women I, learn how to get themselves out of situations. And um, I, I understand that we're not supposed to have to do that, but we do. And at the age of 25 in New York, in politics, in a business situation, a young woman doesn't know how to extricate herself from a man whose armor's around her and stand her own ain't gonna last. And that's not fair, that's not right. I'm not saying men creeps, Cut it out. Just cut it out. But I am well, saying. Man, listen. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I am saying that women have to save, have to pick their battles. Well, take out the, take out the well, monsters. Then we'll deal with the creeps. Well, it, yes. It has to do with exactly. Could we triage this kind of issue at, by, if we, if we put Al Franken in the same uh, same cases, uh, Harvey Weinstein, then we all of the victims of tr- Susan. Williams I'm sorry, I had to let my dog in. I'm sorry, I'm usually upstairs, but because I was like, oh. okay, sounded like you were doing the dishes. So, um. <laughs> So the, I mean, it just, it diminishes, this is women diminishing other women's true assault and even egregious harassment. Now, the one thing that I've heard against Cuomo that in fact does rise to yeah, the latest one yeah. is the woman who says he put his hand under her blouse and, and, and groped her. Okay, if that's true, that is a sexual assault. Right. The other ones are, and here's the other thing. When did we become a country that accusers 
male or female, could come out of the woodwork. And end your life by making the accusation. And then the person who they're accusing is not given due process, is then, with the accusations, assumed guilty. I mean, how is, I just don't understand. If he committed crimes, let's find out. There is an investigation going on. What is this rush right, to system. All of the, I just don't understand. I don't it. understand it's either. But it's, it's a mob mentality, and it's a take him down. He's wounded. This son of a bitch who we've all hated. Very effective governor, but a son of a bitch. Right, and right. Blood and in the water, let's take him down. No, because you're harming the system of fairness in the judicial system, which suggests that somebody should have a friggin' trial. For example, so here I am reading this stuff, and I can't help it. I read it with a lawyer's brain. And when when the accuser, and I'm sure she felt, you know, that she was in a position where she couldn't do anything about it, I guess, but she's at a wedding. She's at a social occasion. And uh, I guess her boss, I mean, uh, the the, the head of the state walks up to her. She knows him. He knows her at a social event, puts his arm around her back. She's wearing a low-cut dress. He didn't wear the – it's not her fault. It's just that if he puts her arm around her back, yes, his his suited arm is on her bare skin. And then he kisses her. And then somebody, finding it so horrifying at a wedding, takes a picture of it. So she has proof. Well – I've got you on the stand, and I'm thinking, well, that's what people do at weddings. Yeah. you don't They walk up to you. They put their arm around you. They say, hi, how good to see you. They give a kiss of cheek. A photographer comes up, and he goes, oh, that's a nice picture. He takes a picture of it, and there you are. I, I'm sorry. But, but, okay, let me just acknowledge that there is a generational thing here. Susan and I and other people, and I would think above the age of 50, I'm not sure, are the ones who are saying to the younger women, guys, guys, you know, Jesus, will you, will you get some, it makes women seem so fucking fragile. Oh, I am, he put his hand, and I felt so uncomfortable. Well, fine, then deal with it, but let's not make a federal case out of it because it doesn't rise to that level. Guess what? In life, you feel uncomfortable a lot. That's because it's life. It's not meant to be some wondrous thing where you don't, end up ever being uncomfortable or feeling uh, embarrassed or uh, but for young women it's assault yeah you know here's what you do if someone is making you feel uncomfortable you tell them you're making me feel uncomfortable cut it out and guess what you're telling them is going to do it's going to make them feel uncomfortable so who's right and who's wrong that's life yeah, that's how we learn. And women, we do have to learn how to, uh, you know, cute and sweet and nice don't work if you want to grow up and be in the real world. Just be you. You don't have to be a pleaser. You don't have to be prettier than the next girl. You know, I would suggest you work on your brain. And, and and maybe your confidence about being able to take care of yourself. And if you have those things, then you're more willing to stand up for yourself. And the dangerous thing of this is... We live in a culture where none of that exists. We live in a culture <laughs> in which, and it is on our side of the equation, if we're in the, in the political spectrum, that we are creating a kind of orthodoxy um, where this is what you can do. This is what you can never do. This is what you can say. This is what you can never say. And guys, I don't 
sign on to any orthodoxy. Orthodoxies to me are suffocating and they prevent people from living their lives using their critical uh, capacity to, to make their way through experience and reality. And damn it, I am so sick of this. Cuomo, as Susan and I both said, is a first-class jerk. Why? There have never been first-class jerks as governors, as presidents. And, and speaking of presidents. JFK, there you go. Well, yeah, speaking everybody of adores the him. Last he... one. Just think of the last one. Oh, Trump. Oh, Trump. I try not to think of him. I mean, now, this is a true sexual assaulter. This is in every way somebody who, yes, rises to a, a, a level uh, that one can see. I mean, he triggered half a nation, for God's sake. But people are imperfect as hell. And men and women who hold power are often uh, not the nicest people. No, and women, and, and, and I've been wanting to say this all along, women can, can uh, be in other spaces uncomfortably equally with men. Uh, and, um, and I'll use these, these huggers, these women that, you know, just insist on hugging everybody. And I, and if you say, I don't, you know, no, well, people don't like that. I mean, I think we all ought to just try and say, uh, it's not about what I like to do. It's about what the person in front of me might, might, might like to them. But yeah, but that suggests a nation filled with uh, empathetic people who um, are are not self-centered, and um, we live you in. No, but to me, it suggests that, that if totally I'm a hugger, I just say, "I'm a hugger. Can I hug you?" And then the person either says, "Sure," or uh, "No." Well, another. I have a, I have a daughter-in-law that that, that doesn't necessarily like to be grabbed and hugged by strangers, yeah. and one of the nicer things that I ever saw was my. Uh, son-in-law's uh, mother picking up on that, and she is a hugger, and she said to my daughter-in-law, may I hug you? Which, of course, just made my daughter-in-law, you know, very pleased to be acknowledged. And in fact, she said, sure. So, and, okay. If he, look, if if Cuomo assaulted, physically assaulted a woman, uh, there is a law for that, and he should be and, punished. And and you gotta let this stuff run its course. This this will the mob will take this into our hands. And uh, all and this he can't. You person, can't govern. They say you can't govern. Well, he can't govern because they won't shut up and let him. It shows a certain uh, level of extreme cowardice on the part of um, other Democrats who figure that this is where most people might be and this is what they have to do or they're going to be in trouble. There's a Bi- lot Biden didn't, by the way. Choices. Biden did not. Biden hasn't and Pelosi hasn't. They both said, could we like just let this play I, out? I, mean, I yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's a thing called to process. And if his behavior is found to have been not criminal, but offensive, then the voters will take him down. Or not. If or not. There are these, there we have things in place. He's not the king who is un, you know, reachable. And this is something new. The left, the leftist, wokest, feminist mob, um, I don't care whose mob it is. It can be the Proud Boys or the leftist feminist mob. I hate them all because people stop thinking. Listen, and, and it's and also... They just react. It's, it's also just um, sort of ridiculous not to admit that there was this handbook somewhere that says that when men get enough money and powerful, they are allowed to do whatever they want. 
uh, they, because they seemingly have gotten away with it. Politicians, you know, we can go down the list of, of, of presidents and, and, and we can list their sexual peccadilloes. We know them. Uh, that is, and, and to be shocked and horrified to find out that men in positions of power and, and parenthetically women in positions of power have been acting according to that handbook should be hardly surprising. So here's what we need to do. We ought to say, new rule. Really, new rule. We, it's not going to be like that anymore. If you don't want to, you know, just keep your hands to yourself. It's not that hard. New rule. Well, I think it, it obviously is. <laughs> well, but I think what we're are uncovering is old bad behaviors, you know, <laughs> and and I'm, it's just at some point you can't throw out a whole generation of males that have been well, raised that boys will be boys and, you know, you get what you can take. And uh, the more ambitious you are and the more you can get, the more you get to grab. I mean, those have been the unofficial rules. And you can, you can pretend like that's not true, but it is true. And I think the best way to say it is new rule, both sides. Okay, we've got a call. Caller, go ahead. This is uh, Hello. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Hi, hi. This is, this is Father Joseph. I think that um, I like the new rule uh, idea there. I think that um, Democrats, uh, we can fall into the same uh, trap that uh, the more conservative folks do when we say, okay, well, yeah, maybe this person is doing things they shouldn't do, but they they support things we like, so. We are going to give them a pass. I think we did it with Clinton. Uh, yes. I think, you know, look, this thing goes back to, to what, Thomas Jefferson? <laughs> I mean, he's got, uh. <laughs> he, had a, he had a woman in a secret room. <laughs> so, so yeah. I, I mean, for Pete's sake, I, I think that we have to be careful on this in the sense that I like the due process. I think that's fair. But we can't make excuses. And I, and I, and I think because then I think we fall in the same trap as that we would gleefully – uh, to our discredit, accuse the other side of doing. It. Yeah. Well, you Fair know, and, it, and Clint, yes, and Clinton is an interesting <laughs> that you bring him up. Um, because yeah, I stood with him because I liked his politics and I liked him, and now with the time, uh, you know, having passed. I am ashamed of standing with him, and I also see that a lot of his politics were a bunch of garbage, too, and it caused a lot of trouble. So sure. I was wrong. Yeah. You I know, was wrong. In the South, in the South um, I, I, they had a phrase uh, they would use to excuse uh, behavior, and it, well, you know, this person is sort of set in their ways. And so, you know, yes. they, you know, you need to understand. Like, ah, you can't use that. I mean, we there are there are boundaries, and we gotta we gotta do better. We all have to do better. That's what I would say. Right. That's well. Okay. No one's gonna argue with you with you on that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. I was just yeah. gonna say, from Father Joseph's mouth to God's ear. Yeah. Well. Well, we all do have know. to do better, but um, but mostly, I I am frightened by, uh, you, I mean it's an old tactic. You you either take things to such an extreme that you kill them, you know. So you, you know that that uh, the perfect is the enemy of uh, of getting mm -hmm. anything done of good, um, and and I I really. I, I just, we have to remember that we have processes. We have to try and use the proper channels to handle the proper complaint. Um, and I think these women would say that they complained about Cuomo for a long time and nothing happened. Um, but who knows? Well, we don't know that. No. Well, one woman did go through the process and, yes, eventually was transferred to another part of the Capitol. But it's, it's, um, I don't know. 
there's a system in place. I don't like pitchforks and torches in the streets uh, because of accusations. And I also don't like this bull that if a woman says it, it's got to be true. No, because because we we there have been such horrifying examples of it not being true over these last few years. Women are humans; they lie. They're they're wonderful. They're horrible. They lie. I mean, come come on. Anytime something says all women should be believed, that is absurd. It is absurd. It lets us all off the hook of having to think. It does that black and white thing. What what does that say? Women tell the truth, men are liars? That's nonsense. God, I'm so sick of living in this stupid, knee-jerk, trigger-happy, unthinking, critical thought out the window country. It's driving me crazy. You drive me crazy, you lefties. And you're always giving such wondrous gifts to the horror on the other side. They run with this stuff because it resonates with people and it turns them off to to our party. Democrats lose a lot of people with this BS. Follow the rules. We've got systems in place to deal with this. An accusation gets made. You could take every man down in the world if a woman is believed. God damn it. I'm sorry, guys, but really. Really. All right. If we haven't annoyed everybody yet, can I can I bring up another issue? Susan? Is she not there? Susan oh, sorry, there. can you hear me? No. What'd you do? I I it was on mute because there was noise here and I thought I unmuted it, but I didn't. Sorry, it's Okay, like... all right. Okay, okay, okay. I want to go somewhere else that I'm struggling and I want Susan to help me. Because uh, on issues of transsexuality, I have often... That's where I was going. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Why were you going there? Because that's what I was reading when I was late calling in. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, um, so one of the things the Republicans are doing is, of course, going after trans people. But the, the way they found to do it, it's such a it's so clearly cynical Republican operatives. They've all of a sudden become champions of women's sports. Now, women's sports would not exist but for Democrats. I mean the whole the whole there were no women. No, and we had to force parity. And we still don't have it. So it was our side, our more left politics, that forced all of these title this is and title that, that required schools to um, create and have and fund women's sports. I mean, when, when I went to school, I don't know if Susan had gotten any better in the three years after, there were literally no women's sports in my high school. I think girls ran track. I think girls ran track. Not not mine. If you open, I still have my yearbook. No, I think you're right. There were no girls. No, we were cheerleaders. The girls sport was cheerleading, which meant that 10 girls. (laughs) So that, you know, that's the reality. Because of liberal politics, uh that was changed now we have republicans who i'm sure were all against those changes um saying that and trying to pass legislation all over the place the mississippi governor is about to sign a piece of legislation 
Idaho already has it. Um, it is a law that prevents a transgender woman from participating in women's sports. And that is uh, what the Mississippi governor is about to sign. The bill in Mississippi would require public schools and universities to have athletes compete according to their sex assigned at birth. Okay. Now, here's the never mind if the doctors were wrong, which, by the way, they frequently are. <laughs> yeah, but well, let's just say a, a child sport with all the male paraphernalia, and that child then later decides that um, realizes he is a sheep. Right. Yeah, he got somehow got the wrong body when they were getting passed out. Um, there's more nefarious laws the than that. There's more nefarious no, laws than that, though. though. Yeah. Here's what I want to know, because I'm thinking that this is the kind of thing, again, that hurts Democrats, because it sounds so, like there is some reason for it. So that if people who were born male and uh, went through puberty and then made the change, they could well have the kind of muscle mass and even some more testosterone, even if it's being suppressed, that would have given them and would give them an advantage over the women they're competing against who were born female. Right. These hordes, these hordes of women. Uh, can, can I just... Okay, so I can, just want to know if there is any... Yeah. Let is me that just, a legitimate... No, issue? let me just interrupt. Let me just rephrase this. Why do we have classes of women? What do you mean classes of women? Well, you are describing a woman as a trans woman. The the point of being trans is that you you don't get stuck in trans in the transition. This is a woman. And our insistence on separating her is the beginning of the problem. It's our our brain's insistence to accept what the woman standing in front of you is saying. I'm a woman. I don't need your effing adjective at the front of it. I am a woman. Deal with it. Now, if these hordes of women that have maybe a little bit more testosterone, and by the way, regular women sometimes have more testosterone yeah. than they should or lesser estrogen than they should, and some women are highly more muscular than other women. You know, this is just bull. So we'll start with that, but I'm going to tell you that the problem is, is your adjective. A woman is a woman is a woman. That's the point. That's where that person is trying to go. Well, and it's, it's, it's the likes of us that won't let her. Or what you're saying, Lynn, is that she can do it everywhere she wants to, but not there. No, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying, I have not, I'm saying, I'm wondering, I am, I haven't, I do not have a point of view on this. Okay, well, here's like let me so say this. People, the people that I don't approve of, yeah, the, the people that don't approve of this, <laughs> I, their mind is not going to be changed one way or the other. The people that might want to learn somewhat about this, there is a wonderful article. Uh, I don't know, you know, because I read everything online. Online today, I think in the Washington Post, is an article about a kid um, that is growing up about uh, five miles from where I raised my family in Kirkwood, Missouri. It's a suburb of St. Louis. And she is trans um, and um, uh, taking hormones. 
and uh, there are many areas of the of the story. But what's happening in Missouri right now is there's a law in the legislature that would make it illegal for her to have the right to take the hormones that are allowing her to make this transition. So she's a she's a minor. She's she's 14. Mm-hmm. And that's the legal age of consent. That would make it even with her parents' uh, consent to take it. Even with her parents' consent. Illegal. Well, that's ridiculous. And what this story uh, goes on to talk about is, I, I'm going to tell you just this little part so that you can understand, I, you know, this is a human being. This is a human being that now is in remote schooling and that because they are Zooming and cameras are off most of the time, not to be distracting, it's just the teacher and voices are muted most of the time. But because she did not decide to come out to her parents and they didn't get to the point where they decided to do the hormones until she had started puberty and her voice has deepened. And she lives in total dread of having to give her report camera off when all they will hear is her male voice and not see her. And it's it's traumatizing, it's torturing. And I, I think if we could just try for a second to figure out what it felt to live on one of these children's bodies, knowing who they are, how totally brave they have to be to live their truth. And they're facing a world of people that, you know, go from, you know, not understanding, but being willing to try, that's about as good as they get, to downright hostile and wanting to get rid of them and torture them, maybe kill them. Well, I do want to say, no, I do want to say that more American states have passed laws that allow athletes in high school or younger to compete on teams that match their gender identity. So they, more states have laws that go the other way. Well, and they should. I want you to say. Yeah, but. Maybe we should let boys and girls compete against each other according to their abilities. You know, I mean, we as a culture have made up the rules of sport. You know, one of the things that we have to sit back and think about is how culture really defines every aspect of our points of view. From why are male sports more fun to watch, Lynn? Because we we were told. Okay, so you're answering that question. The question should be, are male sports more fun to watch? Well, I don't know. Sometimes simply by virtue of the fact that they're uh, that in some sports males are faster. Let's say I don't know. Um, generally, not. I think more and more people are loving women's basketball. The fact that uh, the women's WNBA soccer, women's track, had its twenty fifth. Women's soccer, women's track. It's no, of course not. But we have been we're we have been used to watching men. That is true. And girls on the sidelines cheerleading. That Looking is pretty. Flashing mm-hmm. some boob and, and thigh and ass. I, you know, speaking of which, <laughs> did you tell no, me, did you watch the Grammys? Yeah, I knew that's where you were going. And no, we already talked about it. And I, a lot of these Singers, and we talked about this yesterday. One of our callers, Henry, brought it up. Um, it is, uh, they're not just singers. They're more, it's more dancing, and it's more naked kind of dancing. I mean, and none of the men performers that I saw were in songs, twerking. Um, oh, I, I, I was, step- it brought me back to my days of going to Green Bay strip joints when, you know, when, when. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Women, uh, it is. It looks like, exactly. I mean, so a woman singer has to be able to sing, but mostly she has to be able to expose her ass and shove it in your face. 
I, I don't well, that's that's one style. That is one style. I mean, there are other styles, um, and I and I've actually I've actually been grappling this with this because I do feel that you know maybe it's just me being old and bah humbuggy and remembering that once you had to you know sneak into a place and see women do things like that, and now it's on primetime television. And so I, I checked with my son, and he said, no, you know, my six-year-old grandson ran in right as uh, um, whoever, Cardi B or somebody, was uh, out there. And uh, he sort of swooped him up and took him into bed. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just it's overtly sexual, and um, it's not for children. To see. Not for children. And when you think of, and when you think of the impact on little girls of what they're seeing as what women are, as as opposed to what male entertainers are, they're fully clothed. The women are half naked. Did I not? See what I saw. You That's did what see. I you did see what you saw. I want to add that I thought the majority of the music was really good, and I didn't know who I was listening to, but I most yeah, yeah, of the times. But I, I I really enjoyed the hell out of that show. So I want to say that. Um, well, I'd always watch it because I I want to at least know uh, sort of what the contemporary music is. And you're right. I enjoyed a lot of it. Some of it, no, but. Most of it, yeah. Most but of it, the, yeah. I mean, more. But most, the bit, but this dancing stuff and the nakedness so off-putting. Well, that's what I thought was funny. Did, did I? I thoroughly enjoyed every genre that was out there. But I just got my my old lady undies in a bundle over over the uh, strip teases on the stage. Um, even though uh, uh, Lupa, I, what's her name? The uh, the uh, Duo Lupa, Lupa Duo. Yeah, Duo how Lupa. am I supposed to remember yeah. these names? Anyway, um, she, uh, you know, the, she who started out fully dressed and ended up uh, in pink and Naked. ended up fully undressed in pink. Um, I was dancing with her, and I and I even got the dance by the end. I, that was, and I was having the best time. And then I read the review the next day, and she was specifically mentioned as the person that got even the couch potatoes couch dancing. <laughs> so I thought no, that was couch, funny. No, this couch well, potato did not dance. Um, I kept thinking, wow, wow. At first, because they said she was from Kosovo. And I thought, wow, well, um, I wonder if she's Muslim. No. Because when she, well, no. <laughs> because she was so she covered started, up. She was totally covered up. She had a big, long thing on. She was covered. And right. I thought, maybe she's a Muslim. Wouldn't this be interesting? This uh, Kosovo refugee whose parents took her to Britain. And, right, and doing disco dance music. Right. Got, got, <laughs> uh, yeah, this and that. And then, oh. Things started dropping. Well, anyway, and I thought, guess not Muslim. No, but okay, there there is a reason that my mind went to this, and it's and it is and it's more about our cultural view and and those women that we are sitting here tut tutting about are telling us, you know, you've been making us feel bad about our bodies forever, and we don't feel bad about them. We don't feel bad about them. We don't feel bad about what they do. We don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's you guys that are putting all of this energy into into being horrified. Why don't you just enjoy it? Um, because so much here, here. Because because women what get raped. Doing is sexual stimulation. <laughs> I mean, it is. Because yeah, women don't get raped. I know. It's not. It's sexually stimulating. And I am so old-fashioned. I believe sex should be private. The actual act. And man, they're almost doing the act. They're, 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 the choreography is... The choreography is everything but, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, no, I'm glad you're comfortable in your body, but what you're doing to young girls is the same thing that men did to my generation, which is say to them, 
This is what you are. Body, your body is this sexual show. Look at this. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm for bringing back clothed singers. <laughs> Jesus. Can't take it. Well, uh, it's just uh, I am feeling lately that what's holding us all back is this um, skein, this 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 piece of webbing that we are all trapped inside of us called our cultural memory. And it's just every time you try and go out in one direction or go out in another direction, that netting is holding you in because there's so many different ways that it's been stitched into us, who each of us are and how each of us are to behave in whatever role we've been placed. And um, for many of us that just live in the mainstream, it just doesn't matter. But if you are off just an inch, either way, you're yeah. living with that plastic in your skin all the time. You know, I, I just, I wish we could figure out a way to um, understand, not be so knee jerky. Well, about but, but, but what you're talking about is you wish that human nature was not what it is. So go on wishing. Well, I wish that we could broaden our cultural outlook. That's well, what I wish. But we're not. We're no, we're going the opposite way. We're going in the opposite direction. So, uh, Father Joseph has written back a radical thought. He's and uh, Susan, he's in agreement with you again. If we have women in combat going to Army Ranger School, etc., because they are the best people for those jobs who meet the physical qualifications, then we should take the same approach to sports. Eliminate gender-specific sports. If you can play, you play. Sort of how I feel about it. And have well, different levels of competition. Of, okay, different levels, because women will not be able to compete at the, at the highest levels in sports where male physiognomy uh, is, a, is a, you know, true uh, handicap for the women. I mean, there's just no. So way. what are you? You're talking. You're talking about American football, basically, and um, no, and I'm, I'm just, talking also about speed. I'm talking about strength. So I'm talking about shot put, and I'm talking about javelin throwing, and I'm talking about if you look at the best women and the best men, I think in a ton of sports, the women would not. Well, but let's look at wrestling. Let's look at let's look at a sport like wrestling and boxing where they do it by weight. Um, I'm not so sure that a woman wrestler can't compete can't compete weight wise against a male wrestler. Some could, but in general, men have more muscle mass. Their upper bodies are constructed differently, and there's more muscle mass behind each punch. I know. I I think it's silly not to think that I, the gender neutrality would work in some sports, but not in in others. Well, I I'll agree with that. Women, some, okay, yeah. There's plenty of women who could you know take down plenty of men. There's no doubt about that either. And and uh, yeah, we're back know, to Billy Jean King and what's his name? Well. But what was his was, name? Now there's a victory for you. No, I once played a game of ping pong with him. We Billy, are what Bobby, uh, Bobby, Bobby, uh, Bobby. Okay. Billy no, Jean King rolls right off the tongue and the creep, you know. <laughs> Bobby. Uh, someone will. Somebody give it to me. Come on. Somebody give it to me. Um, Oh, here's something funny. (laughs) Here's something funny. Oh, no, we're out of time. Jesus, I just looked at the clock. What the hell? Oh, we were talking. See, I was reading. This is what happens. (laughs) Here 
reading. I'm talking. I got to go. Okay, me too. (laughs) Okay, guys, we'll do this again tomorrow. Babble, babble, babble. Honest to Pete. Okay, see you tomorrow. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.